Hey everybody, this is John. We're about to get to my conversation with Joe Deegan, talking about music, talking about RYM's summer conferences. I did want to tell you I'm going to send out an update soon about the summer schedule for the local youth worker. I will be taking a little bit of a break and I'll also talk about some possible ideas for some future episodes and seasons of the local youth worker. Uh, So be sure to check that out as we'll be winding things up uh, soon. But uh, here's my conversation with Joe. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a podcast brought to you by Reform Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. Today, I'm going to be talking to my friend and coworker, Joe Deegan. Joe, how's it going? Doing great. Hey, John. Hey, yeah. Good to see you. Um, many, see you. many people know Joe is in Houston, Texas, so he's my coworker, but uh, yeah, he's all the way. What, what are we, is seven hours away? Is that right? Yeah, it's like six or seven, somewhere in that range. Okay. So yeah, so seven hours away, depending on how heavy your foot is. Um, but yeah, this gives us a chance to, to catch up a little bit. It's, it's good to be able to connect, even though it's virtually. Um, so Joe and I, we're going to talk about a little bit behind the scenes of RYM worship. Uh, talk about um, this summer, uh, some things to kind of look forward to. Um, Joe, why don't you just briefly, for those who might not know you, you know, tell us just a little bit about your family, how you ended up in, in Houston, your years in, in youth ministry. See if you can do it under one minute. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> However long it takes, it doesn't matter. Um, it's going to take a while. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm from Alabama originally, and when I graduated college, moved out to Houston to work with my best friend, John Trapp, who was the youth director at Christ the King Presbyterian. Um, so I'd, I worked with uh, the youth group at Christ the King for seven years. Uh, about halfway through that time, John moved to Austin to finish seminary, and he's now the RUF pastor at Texas. So I took over as director and um, did that for a few years and loved it, loved the church. Still, We still go there. Um, but a couple years ago, felt a calling towards music and ventured out of youth ministry to pursue music, not really knowing what that would look like, and eventually landed this job with RYM, which has been pretty awesome. But I'll um, rewind a little bit. My uh, second year in Houston ended up meeting my wife, Leah, and She's from Houston, and which is probably the reason why I've stuck around Houston so long. But uh, we've, we've made it home, and we have three kids. Ellie is five. Sam is three and a half. Will is two. And we have a fourth one on the way in October. That's awesome, Joe. <laughs> okay, so could you hear me chomping on my apple just then? <laughs> I actually don't know. I kind of zoned it out. I okay. saw you jumping on your apple but yeah so i told joe before we started recording that i was trying to finish up some breakfast and so i tried to mute my microphone so i was hoping you didn't hear me but then (laughs) i could tell you were wrapping it up and i was trying to finish and and, i mean one of the worst things about apples everybody knows is the is the peel when it gets stuck between your teeth right Uh, yeah like that and and popcorn those two are the worst and so yeah, I had a pill. I was trying to get it out of my teeth. So. Is, is that a honey crisp apple? You know what? Um, I don't know. It it actually might be. Yeah. I 
I got spoiled. Somebody introduced me to a Honeycrisp apple a few years ago, and I was like, I'm never going back to any other kind of apple, even though they're like twice as expensive as every <laughs> other apple in the store. It's worth it because Absolutely. they're unbelievably better. Yeah, I know. I agree completely because with some, you, you just don't know what you're going to get. You know? I know. Like, you I think of, with a Honeycrisp. Yeah, that's right. Like, I think of um, <laughs> Seinfeld, you know, like, uh, Jerry and Kramer are talking about that one time that fruit is always a gamble. They know that going in, yeah. you know, and yeah. should yeah. you return fruit and all that stuff. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, the honey crisp is a, is a pretty consistent apple to pick and pink lady. I'll just throw that out there too. Those are good as well. Have you had those? No, I haven't. I'll check it out. <laughs> I know this is exciting to all the listeners. <laughs> um, that'd be awesome if you got a package of honey crisp apples and I did too just from from giving them a shout out somehow somebody listening you know maybe somebody's listening Man. right now at the honey crisp factory and they want to <laughs> they want to send us a little gift no, yeah I'll, I'll take, take it. it absolutely um well before we jump into talking about RYM worship a little bit and um I was thinking you know Joe I was in Pennsylvania <laughs> just uh recently and I was up there to go to CPYU, that Center for Parent Youth Understandings, uh, 30th anniversary, their 30th banquet. They have a big banquet, and it was really cool uh, just to be able to see uh, what I was going on up there and kind of see some of the behind the scenes and, you know, just see what they do. Get some time with Walt Mueller. Those who listen to this podcast know that uh, we're basically required to say his name like every other episode uh, because he's just... Yeah, been, been such a, a part of youth culture. I mean, youth culture es- expert and uh, has you know come to RYM's Wild Tea and uh, comes to some of our summer conferences, which I guess we can go ahead and say he, he's agreed to come to High School Florida too. Uh, those who are in attendance there, he'll be there again, leading a class for youth workers, which is really exciting. Uh, but I say all that to say, you know, being at that banquet, I mean, him just talking about culture and him getting us to, to think about culture and so I think just have a, a quick discussion, just cultural things going on. Uh, anything that you've come across, Joe, uh, that's interesting to you, just culturally, culturally related? I mean, it could be sports, entertainment, whatever. Do you have anything that's kind of fresh on your mind with culture? Uh, sports is, uh, let's see, I'm a big sports fan. Uh, college basketball's over. And... Um, I'm a big Auburn fan, so I had a pretty fun season, but a pretty rough ending there. But I'm happy for yeah, Virginia. Sorry, sorry about that. And they went, I know. But you know what? Final Four is pretty awesome. I'll take it. And uh, we're about to enter kind of a little bit of the dead season. We got the NBA playoffs, which is interesting. But once that's over, it's like midseason baseball, and nobody really cares about that. But <laughs> um, I care about baseball in the fall, but – july man it's it's hard to get into it but anyway uh culturally i actually just read an article the other day by a guy named david brooks who writes for the new york times it's a really good article it was a uh it was about five lies that our culture is telling us and i think i've got it on my phone let me pull it up um yeah, I'm pulling it up too. Yeah. He uh one of those really stood out to me. Uh he 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 goes through just five different different lies that we I think the the culture is just kind of trying to immerse us in and 
Um, one of those, he says, is the lie that life is an individual journey. And he says, in adulthood, each person goes on a potential trip and racks up a bunch of experiences. And whoever has the most experiences wins. This lie encourages people to believe that freedom is the absence of restraint. Be unattached. Stay on the move. Keep your options open. In reality, the people who live best tie themselves down. They don't ask, what cool thing can I do next? They ask, what is my responsibility here? They respond to some problem or get called out of themselves by a deep love. I thought that was really good. And just really, I just think he hit the nail on the head with uh, what I see a lot from our culture, what, what I'm even tempted with in our culture, this desire to, you know, just travel and have all these amazing experiences that that's what life is all about. And I love that here's someone from the New York Times writing about how that's not what life is mm. all about. It's not what's most fulfilling in life, you know? Yeah, no, that's something I, I have not read the article. It's funny you bring it up because I was listening to Walt Mueller's podcast, uh, Youth Culture Today, or Youth Culture Matters, sorry. Um, and he, he brought up this article at the beginning. Oh, really? And, and so I've not been able to read it yet. But, I, I mean, it's funny you went to this lie, life is an individual journey, because I think Walt highlighted it as well because he, mm. he calls out Dr. Seuss, you know, the book. Oh, the places. oh, yeah, I skipped that part. He does call out Dr. <laughs> yeah. Seuss. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so, you know, the book, Oh, the Places You'll Go. And, you know, mm-hmm. especially this time of year with graduation, I mean, that's a very popular yeah. book. And, um, you know, he just says, this is the lie books like Dr. Seuss's Oh, the Places You'll Go tell. And, you know, that's a beloved book by many, and I'm sure plenty of people are going to come to the defense of that. And so, yeah, I appreciate that someone's willing to, to talk about the lie of that. But then, like you said, somebody from, from the New York Times highlighting this, um, that's, yeah, that's significant. And so, yeah. you know, the fact that Walt Mueller's highlighting this, you're highlighting this, I mean, we're talking about it on this podcast, I'm assuming this is going to get a, a lot of momentum and a lot of people are going to be uh, talking about it. You know, that came out April 15th, and so I know this will air after you know several weeks after that but um yeah it's going to be interesting to see some of the the pushback and the discussion uh, that comes uh, after this so um well look let's go ahead and uh jump into just discussing rym worship a little bit unless was there anything culturally yeah. you wanted to point out or anything you had on your mind one of the things i was thinking about actually was that um back to that lie of that the lie that freedom is the absence of restraint or like being unattached or even the absence of boundaries. I, I heard a story from GK Chesterton one time and I'm paraphrasing it because I can't remember exactly if I read it or heard somebody tell it, but he gave it a, a metaphor of basically imagine a big playground on top of a cliff that's right next to the edge of a bluff that has this huge drop off of like a thousand feet. And if you were to walk up to that playground and see the kids, they would all be huddled together. Nobody coming near the playground because they're scared to death of falling over the edge. And so he said, then imagine somebody comes up and builds this big sturdy fence around the edge of the bluff. And that boundary actually gives the children freedom to play. Hmm. And I, and I love the, the, the point is that sometimes it's, it's the boundaries, it's the, 
the things that kind of confine us or put us in one place with like responsibilities as that article was talking about. Sometimes it's, it's those very boundaries that actually give us the most freedom hmm. to be who we are supposed to be. Yeah. I, I think that analogy ties in pretty well with that art article. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, you know, our culture just constantly, <clears throat> excuse me, tries to just paint any sort of boundaries and rules in a, in a negative light. And we think, you know, yeah. and, Christianity, obviously, the Bible is more than just a book of rules, um, for sure. Right. But it does have rules and boundaries in there, and we've got to know that ultimately it's for God's glory and it's for our good that He's trying to protect us. Uh, so, I mean, so often in Scripture, I mean, that's what that's what it's about. I mean, I'm thinking as you're you're saying this, just the thought. Last <laughs> night, um, Ashley and I were watching um, Parks and Rec. <laughs> and uh, and um, ah, I forgot Chris Pratt's character, his name, uh, Dwyer. Andy. 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 Dwyer? Is it Dwyer? Andy Dwyer. Dwyer. Okay, yeah. And um, and again, you can remind me again, the, the girl he's dating, his girlfriend on the show. I'm forgetting all the April. names. April. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert. They, they do, you want, do you want me to tell the story, John? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, why don't you just <laughs> go ahead and, and tell it? Um, but, you know, they've gotten married at this point in the show. I mean, we're in season three. And there's some fear there of just what they're going to lose when they get married yeah. and just the maturity, uh, when, you know, that they're having to kind of, I guess they're becoming adults and they're just afraid of that. And so that just, that captures so much of um, yeah. our culture that you're just going, going to lose so much by taking on responsibility and becoming an adult and all that stuff. So um, anyway, thanks for helping me out with the names on that. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, all right. So, RYM worship. Uh, part, yeah. part, part of what I wanted to do uh, with, with Joe, uh, one thing, you know, as we launched this podcast, we're in the third season now, and we're still kind of, uh, we've learned, okay, what the goal and vision of this podcast is, but but some of the, the nuances and aspects of the podcast are how we can uh, accomplish various objectives by, you know, having the local youth worker. And we also have parenting today. And one of those that, that we've realized is that it does give our listeners some of the behind the scenes of RYM and, and allows people to kind of know a little bit more about the ministry that they really wouldn't be able to know about any other way. Uh, you know, when we get to interact with people at YLT or at our conferences, we might have some of those conversations, but this just uh, allows people a little bit of behind the scenes. And Joe and his family were actually able to come to my house uh, the end of March, wasn't it? Yeah, end yeah. of March. Yeah. And Joe and I got to spend some time together, as we said. He's in Houston. And so it's just nice to be able to talk about resources and kind of brainstorm. But one thing Joe also did was he led worship at the church I attend, Peer Orchard Prez in Ridgeland, Mississippi. And he got to lead worship and uh, also play some of the, the songs that are on the album, Promised Land, uh, which you should check out. You can go to rwam.org slash worship. Isn't that the the tagline? Yeah. And you'll you'll yeah. find you know the Bible study links there as well as the chord charts and you know how to get the album and everything. But he was able to play some of those songs from the album as well as uh, some familiar hymns. So, Joe, I thought just maybe briefly, why don't you talk about your experience of coming to Ridgeland and uh, just how it allowed you to be able to come alongside other musicians, lead uh, corporate worship, and just some of your kind of knee jerk reactions, thoughts to being able to do that. Yeah, we uh, we had a great time. We hung out for about four days with you guys, and I I got to meet y'all's music minister Margaret, and 
um, come in and play with uh, just a different group of people. And um, I got, you know, got to lead at both services on Sunday morning. And I love doing that. I love being able to step into different church settings and, and see even within, you know, we're both in the PCA denomination, even within the denomination, just a little subtleties, things that um, each church kind of has their own flair and differences. And I, I think that's actually a really cool thing. And I, I loved getting to be a part of that and getting to, to just worship with you guys. It was, it was a privilege. And um, I love anytime I get an opportunity to do that stuff. Yeah. So look, not to put you on the spot too bad, but biggest difference uh, between the church you're in now and, <laughs> and our church? I mean, what are some of the kind of top things that come to mind when I ask you, okay, this was the biggest, biggest difference? I guess first thing, like we do communion every week at Christ the King. And I think, how often do y'all do it? We're so, against communion. We don't do it at okay. our church. Never. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, shoot, we shoot for once a month. That, that's yeah. Yeah, so I know that like some churches just do that differently. That was like, um, you know, I just get so used to to doing that every week. So it was kind of um, interesting to see, um, to have a week where I didn't do that and to actually think about it more. It caused me to think about it mm-hmm. more so um, so it's not so rote or routine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that stood out. Okay, yeah, anything and, and I know, obviously, the Lord's Supper is an ex- aspect of worship for sure. Anything more musically related or, uh, you know, from instruments yeah. to singing, all that? I would say it was a little more stripped down musically at y'all's church. Because I know y'all have kind of some different groups there every week. But when, when I played, it was just me on acoustic guitar, Margaret on piano, and uh, what was the name Liz. of the girl? Liz, Liz on violin. Yeah. So it was just a three-piece band. And... Um. Uh, yeah, our church, Christ the King, is a little bigger. We probably got six or seven people that play every week, and so uh, I, I mean, I like both. I like playing with a full band, but I also like having opportunities to kind of strip things down a little bit and keep it a little more subtle. Uh, so that that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you know, as we think of RYM worship, I mean, this is. You know, a new, I mean, you are RYM's music resources coordinator. I got it right the first time. I'm I'm pretty proud of that. Um, And so, you know, this is a new position. And so it's, you know, you're constantly thinking about, okay, what can this position become? And what are various aspects of your your job? And and really, I think one of those is, you know, doing something like this, which you did Mm -hmm. in Ridgeland, Mississippi, going to other churches and helping uh, lead worship. And, you know, we, you also got to speak to the youth group just briefly. We could talk about that in a little bit, but, but yeah, what would you like to tell, I mean, people who are out there listening, thinking, you know, it could be fun to have Joe come in on a weekend and, and, maybe help lead uh, worship at, at our church. And I mean, I, I'm asking you that and I want you to answer that, but I also want to just go ahead and say, Joe, as he said at the beginning, is married and has three children with a fourth child on the way. Uh, we have youth theater training. We have summer conferences. So Joe's on the road a lot as well. And so he's not going to be able to just be at churches all the time yeah. leading worship. But what would you like to tell other churches and people who, who might want to have you come? Yeah, I mean, I do, like you said, I I try to guard against too much traveling, especially because I'm traveling so much in the summer. And um, 
and and because um, whenever I am in town, you know, I'm part of the worship team at Christ the King, and I play every Sunday there. But I do love opportunities, and that's one of the things I love about this job is the flexibility that comes with it. I love opportunities to travel and play at different churches, and um, I would not like promise that to anyone, but I would also say that I'm very open to those conversations. If anybody wants to reach out to me and talk about what that would look like, I would love to, to, um, to entertain that and have those conversations. Cause like I said, I, I think a big part of my role here is to connect with the churches in the RYM network. And, and the other thing I'll say too, is and we've talked about this before on past podcasts at the very least, a part of my job is to connect even remotely. And so what, what that means is um, anybody has any questions about the kind of music we do, or they want to talk about what does it look like to help build a music team in my youth group when I've got a couple kids who are interested, but maybe as a youth pastor, you just like, you're not musical. You don't know where to start. I've had several of those conversations. And so I would say at the very least, please contact me for that. Those are um, that is like exactly what my role is. And I love to have those conversations. But yeah, even even further, I, I would definitely entertain a conversation about potentially um, coming to your church, being a part of your worship. Yeah, and people can go to the website and, and find you know Joe's contact information and be able to, to follow up about that. Joe, I, I mentioned you got to address the um, youth group at Pear Orchard. Just briefly, I mean, it was, you know, Sunday school in between services, and there's not a whole lot of time. But, um, yeah, you were able to go in and, and talk a little bit. And so maybe just talk a little on that as well as, you know, talking to other churches out there of what you might want to do of, you know, coming and maybe spending time, like you said, with musicians or with youth workers and maybe sitting down and offering some guidance, all that all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I well, I got to talk to the youth group, and they got to ask me questions about the music and worship, which is really fun. Uh, I even, and I've done this for churches before, I, I love teaching and speaking, and so there have been some churches who have had some discipleship nows or some like fall retreats, weekend retreats, that I've, I've gotten to go speak at those too. So again, very open to those conversations as well, but... Uh, yeah, I think this is what we've always said with RYM is that we're not just this ministry that wants to just kind of like we we don't want to be the church for anybody. We want to come alongside the church and to support the church, encourage the church, assist the church in any way that we can. And so that's um, I think in, in a lot of what you were saying, I, I very much see that as my role to to offer my assistance in any way that I can, whether that means me coming and leading worship or talking to your worship team or your youth worship team or your youth group, or even just talking on the phone about stuff. That's um, very much what I I think my role is here. And I love doing that. Mm. Yeah. And Joe, I was going to get us to start talking about uh, the, the summer conferences and just kind of your prep behind the scenes, what you're doing right now. And also, you know, uh, working on a new album and new songs and, and things mm-hmm. like that. And as I'm thinking 
moving forward. I hadn't planned on asking you this, but uh, I was thinking about your trip to go see Russ Whitfield and thought, yeah. you know, Russ Whitfield, he's going to be our main speaker at High School Florida too. This last summer, he was our main speaker in Colorado. But as you were thinking just about a different sounds, genres of music yeah. and, and wanted to meet with Russ to kind of get his thoughts on that. Why don't you briefly just tell us a little bit about Russ and, you know, not only his role as a pastor, but also with RUF and then uh, just maybe a little bit about some of your conversations with him. Yeah, Russ is a pastor at Grace Mosaic Church in Washington, D.C. He's also um, on staff with RUF as the uh, director of cross-cultural advancement. I think that's I think his that's title. Right. I think that's yeah. right. Um, so Russ is um, Russ is an incredible preacher, first of all, and um, we're really excited to have him back this summer for um, for the Florida camp. I think this is the one he's coming to. But Russ, Russ is also really musical, and he cares a lot about cross cultural music and different genres. And his music minister Joel Littlepage is um, is an extremely talented worship leader and musician. And so I just got to go spend a day with them and talk about different styles and genre of music, like kind of dipping my toe into gospel style and just, just learning more about what it would be to build a more of a cross-cultural sound and feel with RYM. And I don't, I don't think that's something that's like, um, I think that's a big ball that's going to take a while to, to get rolling. But I think, you know, I, I learned a lot and I think there's a lot of little steps that can be taken toward, toward that end. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to just keep growing and learning that process. Yeah, I was glad you were able to do that. And I was reminded that you were able to speak on that a little bit in Sunday school when you were talking to the youth group. And again, that just mm-hmm. gives people a little bit of a behind the scenes of just, you know, what Joe's thinking and what we as, you know, RYM are, are thinking of just styles of, of music. I mean, goodness, when you think of controversy in the church i mean worship styles probably are are at the top of the list of just people's opinions on that and people get very frustrated very quickly and so you know just the fact that you're kind of thinking through some of that and trying to get other thoughts and opinions um, i think is helpful for for people to know um yeah that that is a challenge too with with rym is that i mean we have what like maybe 350 churches that are part of our network that come to camp somewhere in that range. And so you, you're going to have a lot of, di- I mean, even we, we just talked about how Christ the King and Pear Orchard are probably very similar, but even then you have nuances, you have subtleties that make the styles a little bit different. And when you start, you know, stretching out across that many churches, you're going to have so many different styles. And so I, I've had to, I've had to back off a little bit on realizing that I can't, I'm not going to please everybody with whatever style of music we have. And so I've really had to start thinking about what is, what is the kind of style we want um, to just kind of march forward with RYM and and really just be who we are. And and I guess the, the best way to phrase that is who do we want to be moving forward? Not, what can we do to please every style and genre that is out there in um, in every different worship service? And so I've had to really start thinking through that and um, 
Russ is someone who I think helped me think through that uh, a lot and gave me a lot of good thoughts and information on that. Yeah. I mean, like you said, just talking about the the network of churches that's out there. Yeah, it might be up in the, the 400s. I, I cannot remember, but, it, but it's a lot. And the fact that it's not even, you know, we're not just a PCA ministry. I mean, we have people yeah. outside of the PCA um, who are coming to our conferences. And so just wanting to be sensitive to all that and think through that. I mean, biblically, first and foremost, um, and, and realize, like you said, I think it's important. We're, we cannot please everybody. It's an impossible yeah. task, but uh, just the fact that we're trying to be sensitive to that and um, yeah, think, think you're, you're leading well in that. So, with that said, just kind of that's a forward thinking. Uh, that's something down the road on the horizon. But also, summer conferences are on the the quickly approaching horizon. Uh, they'll be here before we yes. before we know it. Uh, why don't you tell people just some of what you've been doing? I mean, maybe just you know, kind of the band you've been trying to assemble, kind of some of that process, maybe even a little bit about some of the, I know you cannot just highlight every band member, but just, just yeah. some of that process assembling that band. And then we'll talk about some of your, your music in just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I spent a lot of the early spring assembling band members and really fortunate to have every slot filled for all six of the camps. I'm really excited about that. God was very gracious and blessing us again with a lot of really good musicians. And, um, I've, I've said before, I, I, my goal is that everybody on stage is better at their instrument than I am at mine. And, uh, I, I would say that is true of every single camp so far, judging by the musicians that I've got up there. We, we're, we're really fortunate. We've, we've had some really good musicians who love RYM and are excited to be a part of the music there. And, um, Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm really pumped about the bands that we've we've assembled this summer. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. And yeah, just from the, the little I know, I mean, I know you've got some returning musicians that uh, I was able to hear last summer, and you know, it was just it was awesome last summer. Just all the worship at all the the different camps. But I know you've got some some new people as well that I'm yeah. excited to be able to to get to know a little bit more. I mean, some of them I've I've gotten to meet, but um, yeah, looking forward to to hearing them this summer and looking forward to. Uh, the worship. It's definitely a highlight. I mean, that's something, um, <clears throat> excuse me, before coming on staff to RYM, and I, I've said this before, just the, the teaching and the preaching every summer was so encouraging, not only to me as a youth worker, but to the students. I mean, they loved the teaching and preaching. And so that has been such a staple of RYM, and RYM strives uh, to, to make that such a focus, the, the preaching and teaching of God's Word. And they do uh, have done an excellent and consistent job of that. And also right along with that is the worship. I mean, that is that is a highlight. Um, just, you know, as you think of, again, all these different churches that are coming together, people from all parts of the United States, and you gather in one room. And um, it's just, it, it is sincerely a picture of heaven. And so I look forward to that this summer. It's hard to believe. I mean, we'll be there, uh, you know, 1st of June is when Middle School Texas begins. And um, mm. yeah, well, that'll, that'll be here before we know it. That yeah. probably brings a little bit of anxiety to Joe and, my, and yeah. myself, you know, just what all we need to do before then. Um, Joe, why don't you, can you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the original songs you're, you're working on and, and maybe even kind of yeah. how you think through that. I think you, your plan is every summer you're, you're having new songs you're kind of introducing at the, the conferences. Uh, if that's correct, just kind of explain that a little yeah. bit and give us a little preview. Yeah, and that, 
I want to be careful not to introduce too many new songs uh, because I want what we do to be familiar. And um, one, you know, one of the things like we just released this album back in December. So I would love to to kind of keep that momentum going and draw from some of those songs that people may have already been listening to or may have heard. Uh, I'm right now in the process of recording a theme song for the summer. So our theme is peace with God. And, and not, not only does God bring us peace with himself, he brings us peace with the people around us. And he bought that peace at, you know, the very, very costly price. And, and so I'm, uh, I wrote a song um, on that theme, and like I said, recording that right now. So I'm hoping that translates well. I'm excited to introduce that as a as the theme song this summer. But um, I'm going to release that on Spotify before the summer. So if you want to go follow RYM Worship on Instagram or social media, you can um, kind of be uh, aware of that and up to date on when that comes out. And um, I want people to have a chance to listen to that before we get into the camp so they could at least be familiar with it, hopefully. Yeah, yeah that's the point right now. Yeah, yeah. And so I know, like you said, Joe, he's been working on that. I know last summer, what, did you have three songs that you released on the website before? Yeah, yeah, Is that right? that's true. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get to three this this spring, but we'll at least get that one and um and let people hear that one. And then in the fall, I'll continue writing and recording and working towards the second album. Yeah. And um, I know, I hope this doesn't put you on the spot, but the, I know there's talk of a live album. Is that yeah. still in the works as well? Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. We, we were able to record some of the songs we did last year at Florida. And one of my... Um, musicians, my electric guitarist, Quinn Redman, who is also a producer in Nashville, has taken all the tracks and he's been mixing those. And so we're hoping to get those together soon. And right now the plan is just to sell those at summer conferences, just as CDs, not to put them up on um, digital or Spotify or anything like that, at least yet. So at least for this summer, the only place you can get the live album will be at summer conferences so keep your eye out for that one yeah and and those will be ready for summer conference you're saying we hope so at least for the florida camps but hopefully we can have them by the first camp which will be um june 3rd texas wow yeah and and most people know that you wrote a bible study that went along with the, the first album i know when you came on the podcast and we we talked about RYM worship. We we plugged that, and I mean, people can go check that out, and that just allows the students as well as the, the youth workers just to think more deeply about the lyrics. I mean, that that is something, you know, just to encourage Joe here. I mean, the the theological richness of your your lyrics and just uh, saturated with with scripture. Um, there are just some very rich lyrics and to, to be able to, to have a 12 week Bible study that accompanies each of those songs, some original, some older hymns that, that people know. But um, I think that's just, it's so helpful because, you know, earlier you talked about some things in worship sometimes being rote. Uh, and I mean, goodness, that's so true of my own heart. Oftentimes I'm singing these really rich lyrics and I'm just completely disengaged. And yeah, I mean, that's just 
normal that's to be expected, but to be able to have, excuse me, a tool that, that allows you to slow down and to pause and to think about, okay, what you're actually singing. And you think as youth workers can, can take this Bible study, can implement this, use this as a, a study. I mean, just thinking of years down the road, uh, these students that are young and they hear some of the, the biblical truth of what they're singing, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the road, they're, they're thinking back to hopefully this study and, and thinking more, more deeply about uh, some of these songs that we can just th- sing and, and kind of be somewhat thoughtless. So um, that's a great resource. Just want to continue to throw out there. And I, I'm assuming, and I'm sure we've talked about this a little bit, uh, is that the the hope for, for this album and kind of every album that you'll be working on a Bible study? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the plan is to um, have that companion piece to go along with it. Because I, I want, again, we want this music to be more than something that's just consumed. We want it to be something that is, that is actually a resource that can be used in the church, but also understood at a deeper level. And I think the Bible study curriculum helps those songs be understood better and helps students like see the stories of scripture that are behind them. And so that, that all fits in with the goal of what we want with, uh, with the resources here. Yeah, and that's something, you know, just as we're talking about RYM resources altogether, I mean, just the Bible studies we're trying to consistently put out there. You know, we have four right now that are just free downloads. People can go in and check those out. We hope to have Bible 201 before too long. We're also thinking about a study on the church, possibly entitled Church 101. Also, Worldview 101. These are some others that we're we're working on so hopefully three to four Bible studies a year. That's kind of what we're shooting for, um, and so hopefully we we'll have a, a catalog built up over time that serves the church uh, faithfully. That's our our goal is just giving these resources away to the local church because that's a definitely part of our heartbeat is is serving uh, the local church. Um, Joe, we're, we're starting to to wrap this up. Is there anything else you'd like to say just as we start to uh, close this down? Anything about worship or the summer or anything? No, I mean just that I'm I'm really excited about the summer. I it is it's a busy season, but it's my favorite season of the year. I I absolutely love going to these camps, and I'm excited to meet new students. And um, please, uh, please feel free to come up and talk to me at any time about worship or music. Uh, I know I know that I've had those conversations with students and youth leaders before wanting to talk about, um, you know, music team and building like a band and youth group and stuff. And I, and I think all those things are so important. And, um, I've, like I said, I've had those conversations with some of you before in the past. So please feel free to come up and find me at any point and, um, would love to continue those conversations. Yeah, and putting you on the spot again. I know you'll be teaching a class as well. Uh, do you know? Do you know what you're going to be teaching on? Yeah, I'm actually teaching on a story-shaped life. So the the idea that you know we are maybe more heavily influenced and impacted by stories than almost anything, and that there are stories that the world is trying to tell us that are false narratives that are leading us astray, but also that uh, the story of Scripture is first off true. 
And secondly, like you mentioned this earlier, it's not just a book of rules. It's a story from beginning to end. And, and I want to highlight the beauty of that story and what a great storyteller God is. And just kind of all putting all that um, into one. Yeah, that's sounds really good. And and just as we're talking about summer conferences, I mean, those who are out there listening, please be in prayer uh, for these conferences. You know, I don't know exactly, but I think in the ballpark of maybe 4,000 to 5,000 students, yeah. youth leaders, volunteers that will be at all of our conferences this summer. And so obviously we, we believe there's a real uh, devil out there. Uh, there's spiritual mm-hmm. warfare uh, that... Uh, hates this. I mean, to, to think that you know, four to five thousand students and youth leaders and parents, even uh, as as volunteers, will be hearing the gospel preached and taught and sung. Uh, we just you know ask for prayer for these conferences. Pray that they would glorify God. Pray that they'd point people to the gospel. Pray that they that they would be used by God to lead others to salvation who do not know Christ. Uh, so be be in prayer for that. And this might sound funny, but pray pray for Joe's voice. I mean. Six conferences. Yeah. He's he's often leading worship in the mornings and the evening, plus teaching on top of that. That's a lot of talking. So um, y'all can be praying specifically uh, for that. Joe, why don't you just remind everybody as we close out how to go about finding RYM's Promised Land uh, album yeah. and how to go about searching for that, all that stuff. Yeah, so you can go to any um, online music distributor itunes apple music spotify amazon any of that search for the artist name rym worship and the album name is promised land yeah and and that's the key is rym worship it's not under joe deegan yes um, but I, right. w- I would say you can search joe deegan on itunes spotify and he does have some independent albums he did not pay me to do this um, but as we're closing this podcast out and at the intro of this podcast and at the outro that is one of Joe Deegan's original songs, uh, Wed- mm-hmm. The Wedding Feast, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the title. So, um, yeah, that's from cover and title page. Y'all should yeah. check that album out as well. But, Joe, it's been good to cr- catch up. Hopefully this has been interesting to let people in on some behind the scenes of uh, summer conferences and uh, what we do. But uh, thanks for taking the time out, Joe. It's been good talking to you. Yeah, man. enjoyed it. Thank you.